So Bruce, I gotta, I'm gonna ask you a question. Um, I want you to ask, answer honestly. What is like? By the wh- way, you look familiar. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. I look just li- like I used to oh, <laughs> the last time I saw you a week is. ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's me. But what, you uh, got a hat on. So it's only oh, I have a hat. Yeah, yeah, to cover my fucking baldness. Um, so what is like one piece of pop culture, like casting a wide net here, music, video game, art, whatever it is, that is just total trash that you can't help but digest it anyways. Just gotta have it. Well, the first one popped into my head has been a little while. Okay. But it was Jersey Shore. Okay, so you're oh, Jersey Shore in. person. Okay, yeah, all in. I, I and incredible. I, 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 I mean this in every positive way. Yeah, yeah. I, you don't strike me as a Jersey Shore guy. Oh no, no, but it was incredible. Okay, so what, what yeah. did you love about it? What? Well, I mean those those guys were like the biggest morons I've ever seen in my life. And so there's a you know uh, the situation. There's a shot in front of seeing total Paul, morons. Paulie D, Ronnie. And, He's uh, got the names right. <laughs> and I can't remember the fourth guy. He was the nicest, the fourth guy. That's why I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. He was the, the least. Least you know, douchey. Oh, at least, yeah. yeah. That's too nice a word for it's those too guys. too nice a word. Oh, yeah. What, uh, David, what's one piece of pop culture that you just have to have even though it's yeah, I mean, total mine's, shit? Mine's even older than Bruce's, um, but I fell, I, I was... In college, I was really sick during um, the Flavor of Love and uh, what was oh, the, the sure. spinoff one. Um, sure. I loved New Rock York. Rock of Love. Or and, I, and yeah, I was like home, like laying in bed. I was sick, sick as a dog. It was like four, like a three days. After I, I literally couldn't get out of my cou- off of my couch. And uh, they had like Flavor of Love and I Love New York marathons. I think I watched every single fucking episode of that VH1. The VH1 reality shit was kind of it's the all bad. Yeah, it's, it's all bad. It's all really bad. And it's all, it's all like, it's like you just can't look away. It's like a fucking car wreck, right? Yeah. So, what about you? Man, I don't know. Dirty hentai porn. Um, no, well, that's we, not We all it. know that. That's not it. <laughs> that's, I think that's actually <laughs> been a uh, podcast canon, I think, actually established. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably you told, uh, you told a story hey, about... Uh, about the Bukaki yeah, car? Yeah, the Bukaki, yeah, the Bukaki car. So. Uh, how, not only how is he not getting pulled over, I assume <laughs> it's a he, but like, how how is that your whole personality? That you're just like... Not only do I happen to love this type of pornography, but I need to deck out the entire exterior of my car with art related to it. Because you know what people need to see? You know what people need to I mean, just... I wish more assholes identified themselves that way. That yeah, it would be nice if they just wore the flag around. <laughs> just be like, look, this is what you're dealing with, Chief. Sorry. You know, one last thing on, uh, on uh, Jersey Shore. <laughs> Go yeah, back. yeah. I Sorry to inter- interrupt well, no, you. No, no, another part of it dawned on me. Wow, one of the women... Okay. Would then later turn up on um, in the crowd at UFC fights. Really? Okay. Was she, was she, also like, was she got into porn after the show? Was I have no yeah. idea. But her and her man, and I can't remember his name. He was only on Roger. And he was a giant. Roger ripped, and Wow. Ro- he was giant ripped dude. Yeah. And they would be like in the front row or second row of every UFC fight for a couple of years there. And I watched that, and then we would always, like, sp- let's spot Jay Wild. So it's just you, all your worlds colliding. So where's Waldo? Spot <laughs> Jay Wild. I imagine he'd stand out. This one's already off the rails. <laughs> Live from the Fitz and St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want you 
me too, but we both know I can't do nothing at Man, it's been one week, and I got a goal tonight. I got a goal. Under under 90 minutes? We're going to, well, not only are we going to keep this under 90 minutes, but we're not going to record 90 minutes and then lose the audio That's and fair. then immediately have to record version two we, we, we right after. We recorded almost 100 minutes, I think, uh, for that one. It was, it was a late night. Yeah, it was a late night. It was night a late-ass last night. Week, so. I'm not going to do that this time. So if we, we, gotta, if we sounded a little punch drunky uh, during that podcast last week, that was why, because we were like... We had to re-record at like 11 o'clock yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah, so we were tired. I was pissed, not at you, but I was just pissed in general because I just wanted to get out of my life. And uh, so we are short, but we're not going to be short tonight. We're going to be long because we got Bruce McGuire in the house. What's going on, Bruce? <clears throat> Excellent. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> is, your, you. is your throat getting Thank too you good? This is like the third podcast you've done in like the last two or three days. So is your throat going to like hold up for this? And yeah, why were we last? I do a lot of things with my throat regularly, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's basically a big callus at this point? It's a yeah. shape. Okay, yeah, yeah, Excellent. yeah. yeah. Good. Well, you came to the Why right podcast. Last? That's on you guys. You asked me first. Uh, this is true. I did. And I did. Just I d- when you were we asked you know. first, and you oh, did it yeah, last. Yeah. Well, it's you were what you were holding out for better offers, and then you swung for them, and you hoped Other we would cancel asked on you. And then they were they recorded first, so I just did it. And take your word for them. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. I feel like I got enough fresh material to go around. <laughs> yeah. Fresh material. Okay. I feel like you were getting uh, you were on the fifty five one podcast last night. Towards the end, you were getting a little you were getting a little punchy. I think getting ready for. Uh, Get ready for the Daves. they warming up the Daves. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to take things off the hook <laughs> instead of putting them on the hook. Things are going to be off the fucking rails <laughs> here. Um, but before, so we got a lot. We got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about the game that just happened, uh, as we always do. Unfortunately, last game of the regular season, Seattle. That'll probably be a quick enough discussion because it was really depressing. We're going to talk about. Um, even though it's not for another 10 days or whatever, we're going to talk about uh, LA Galaxy and preview that and what's going to happen. Uh, and we're also going to do a couple of end-of-the-year things tonight. We're going to talk about key awards, like Coach of the Year, uh, Goalkeeper of the Year, stuff like that, and how Minnesota plays into it, um, especially as pertains to uh, us being demanded upon to sell Heath as the Coach of the Year. Yes. One ha- of th- hashtag Inchy Magic. Yeah. Inchy Magic. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag. That's, yeah, that's what my wife calls me. But um, anyways, before we do that, we're going to beg you for money. Zeller. Well, I'm, actually, we're not going to beg you for money this what? week. I'm, I'm going to beg you to come to the Dark Clouds end of the year party. We're going to beg you to give somebody yeah, else give, you related somebody to us money. money. I mean, yes. if you want to give us money, it's still you can go to patreon.com backslash the I know. But really going to implore you to come out to the Black Heart on, on uh, Thursday. Uh, the 10th at 6.30. I know there's a something. There's another kind of big thing going on that night uh, over in the Target Center. Um, you probably don't want to go to that. You probably want to come to uh, come to our thing. Um, we have uh, a bunch of really awesome silent auction items. Um, I'm trying to talk Chris Lidholm into uh, donating uh, his time to watch a game of your choice with you and commentate. So like you could, we could bring him. <laughs> that would be a great award. Him, like the Fitzgerald, which they don't ever have the sound on for soccer matches, and like just a random Europa League game. Like have him like come and <laughs> and uh, commentate a random Europa League game. So things if like that. Um, and be somewhere in public where other people have to like oh, listen. To be, who the fuck is yeah, this guy? And why has he been talking for uh, ninety minutes? Blackheart is donating. Uh, Blackheart is so it's gonna be at the Blackheart. They're donating an actual personal karaoke party with Wes as your bartender. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So it's really. Really cool, interesting shit. Some of it, most of it, soccer related. Some of it's not. So, um, six thirty, uh, Blackheart. Those uh, awards and stuff will ha- happen at seven thirty. It's also the annual awards, end of the year awards party and things awesome. like that. Um, 
That will close around 845. Uh, Dewey Ward's around 730. Um, but yeah, there'll be uh, Barking the Bite is, is providing some food. Um, Dark Clothes will be providing a few drinks uh, for people. And yeah, come on out, 6.30 on Thursday the 10th at uh, Blackheart. What's the cause? We're ra- uh, it's raising uh, money. This year, is it has been the Sauna Foundation the past. This year, the uh, it's li- Like a Girl is going to be the, the benefactor of uh, the sure. proceeds. So yeah, should be Excellent. super cool. Awesome. Bruce, Bruce is always there. At Blackheart? Oh, at the, at the event. The event. <laughs> dirty drunk at the Blackheart. I Heart. don't have anything to contribute this year. I pretty much like cleaned out your closet last year, right? I did. <laughs> well, but yeah. I, one of the best things you can give, as uh, we talk about with Chris Lindholm, is something that's more intangible, you know? Yeah. And so if you can come up with something that, you know, uh, whatever, touch the back of uh, Bruce McGuire's throat or whatever, you know? The <laughs> well, I think the first time you actually were on this podcast was because you uh, bid on the silent auction item to be on this oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. That was the only so reason. Yeah. You paid money to be on this podcast. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> you what did. A, absolutely. That, that'll, mistake. that'll be another thing that'll be up for up for bid as well. So we've been, been letting let him do it for free podcast. ever since then. We need to fucking charge this guy. <laughs> well, maybe He's I'll clearly willing to. <laughs> maybe I'll bid again. You never know. Bid again. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's it. Awesome. Love it. So let's uh, let's take a look at Seattle here, guys. Um <laughs> do, you, do you guys go to watch party? Do you watch it in the, the silence of your own together, homes? As a matter of fact, did you? Black Heart, yeah. Okay, so unique experience there. I, yeah. I watched it uh, at home while I was putting up Halloween decorations, so I was laser focused, and I don't know what was scarier, my decorations or the game. You're putting up Halloween decorations. Well, the decorations are themselves are pretty frightening. Oh, oh yeah, okay. They're bone chilling. Okay, in fact. Right. Anyways, cool. So, what was your uh, what was your best moment of the game? Either of you can jump in. What was the best moment of the game? You have to answer. The best moment of the game was right during halftime, and then the start of the second half when I sat and talked to a guy from uh, London who was in town doing a study for Everton Football Club. What was he studying? Fan culture. Okay. But I didn't hardly watch like the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. That was the highlight. That's just getting away from it. That was the best part of the game. That's kind of cool. That's, good, that good was guy. pretty cool. Yeah, that's a I, good guy. I was wondering who good. that guy was. You walked by. I was like, I've never seen you talk to a guy that guy before. So I was like, right, cool. As the he mask had, started to come off, and you could see Adrian Heath's face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuffed it back up. No, I mean a uh, uh, a very important person to me in the United States soccer world had reached out and introduced him via email and so he came to the came to the the black heart cool that's delightful really cool um david felt like i had carbonation bubbles in my head there for a second (laughs) just you mean right now or yeah i was drinking ginger ale and it was just kind of popping in my head effervescing is what we call that yeah i'm gonna say (laughs) (laughs) if it was schweppes schweppervescing yeah Neither, none of us are old enough to remember that commercial. So. But it was awesome. <laughs> but it was awesome. Uh, David. I want to say it was uh, probably around probably around the 65th or 70th minute of, the, of our game when uh, my phone buzzed and Christian Ramirez had scored his brace to put uh, Houston ahead uh, to secure a playoff, those, uh, playoff home game for Minnesota United. Those were beautiful um, moments. Mostly yeah. considering I fucking called that on the goddamn podcast last you week. You did, yeah. Wow, really? It's going to come down to Christian Ramirez scoring a brace Adrian to save Heath's us. job, yeah. basically. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, I, was, I was pretty proud of it. I said it at the bar, too, before the game kicked off. Put it on a, in a Slack feed that I was in. I'm like, Ramirez is getting a break. I, really, I put my dick out there, and uh, everybody put, was impressed. You put the dick no directly on the table. No one saw my dick, but, you know. No. Not surprising there. But, yeah, I know. Uh, I've been, yeah. We'll course. take your word for it. It was that wasn't out. a size joke on my part. I'm just saying no one saw it. Yeah. But also. Yes. No, Apparently, fine. yeah. But also. Falls right into that trap. <laughs> you know. 
So yeah, so that was my most, my best moment of the game. Number one, because it secured a home playoff spot, and also because it uh, made me look like fucking Nostradamus. So, gotta appreciate that. Yeah. Soccer-damas. Soccer um, do you guys have a... So, that was easy, right? Did you do you have one? You didn't answer. You didn't say anything. No, I didn't. I'm trying to play host, because <laughs> yeah, I... Okay. No, I, I didn't really have a good positive <laughs> you were putting moment. Halloween decorations. That was probably it. So, uh, yeah, so if I had to come up with a positive experience from this... Oh, it was it the best was, Halloween direction. Well, uh, the, the best decoration. Yeah, decoration. Um... Julia made a sign with glow-in-the-dark paint uh, on wood that's hanging outside her house that says boo. Cool. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, also, I, I fed six five-year-olds. We had six different five-year-olds over that day, and I fed them all lunch, and they all told me they hated it. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> so, that was still better than the soccer match. I'm sure it was, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sure it was. What, what was your worst moment of the game? Um, I... I the goal was just so fucking bad. There was, considering there, no one was marking, uh, Metonier was just asleep. Um, we watched the replay, and, and literally every single time, I think Bruce was just yelling, who the fuck is marking him? Um, well, over and a, over. He's only the one guy on the team you have to mark. Yeah, for especially yeah, a Roman Torres. Like that. Yeah, they just let him. And, there was, and it wasn't even like... It wasn't even like someone you know had like shirked a mark and like he was just outran somebody. There wasn't anybody within probably three yards, like a big three yard circle mm-hmm. around him. You get three yards. Fuck, if I get three yards, I could probably put a ball in the back of that with my head. Right, right. I mean, I I can't because we showed at the soccer tournament right. that I couldn't do it. But it's, it's more of a theoretical yeah. comment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those nets are a little smaller than that's in the on the on that's the pitch. That's the problem. Too, They're so not regulation yeah. size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's in a it. big game, you'd probably be more focused. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah this was like early. This was early in the in the. This wasn't the championship game. This it was wasn't early in the, well. Yeah. So not quite um <laughs> yeah so, so i mean just that it was that whole sequence of events was bad it, it felt very um yeah it felt very 2017 2018 in the way that that kind of unfolded you know in that it was it was mental mistakes it wasn't like you went in on a 50 50 you got beat and then you're in a tough spot it was it wasn't that specifically it yeah. was who's got that guy fuck and that you know that was kind of the shape of it um Speaking of the shape of it, I'll give you my worst moment right now. As soon as I saw the lineup uh, and, and then watched it play out onto the field into a 4-3-3. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> what? I. So I think about the midfielders that we have, and we have two, I would say, nominal starting positions and players comparatively at depth to, to staff those, a number eight and a number six. Um, we don't have the guys who can play wide in a 4-3-3. Uh, I would say Miguel Ibarra is probably the closest we have to that um, but of course we know that he's dead to where the fuck is making those kinds of decisions um, so we don't have we don't have the players to play that out we have a ton of problems in attacking midfield with somebody who can pull the strings and a 4-3-3 naturally unless you start pinching those wide guys in and it becomes a very narrow 4-3-3 and then you're staggering them vertically you don't it, it does not a, it's, it does not do a lot of favors for a number 10. It really is not a position that does that. So, and it's plus finally historically, it's never worked. Yeah, it's never fucking worked. It's also like the with worst this team. Yeah, with this yes, with also, there's there's some teams that are incredible with it. There's also not the, one of them. the worst possible position you could put Darwin in in that uh, out left out wide. Like he's never gonna stay there. And right. so yeah, like not only do you, you we don't have the position players for that. The position players you put in those positions are at the, that is literally the worst possible place. He's better. He's better on the bench in that formation than he is yeah. on the pitch in that formation. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever heard my argument, but I've always said the way they play it, it's the equivalent of playing with 10 men from the start. And that's how it almost always looks, like they're playing mm-hmm. shorthanded. Yeah, uh, str- trying to straggle back to cover a guy. And Plus, they got, uh, well, you got these three midfielders mm-hmm. who are 
used to and all perfectly aligned to play with two midfielders. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they're always mentally questioning each other. <laughs> Are you dropping back? Am I dropping back? Yeah, Do you got him? Do I got him? Even if we had the players and the talent to accomplish it in a 4-3-3, we are not built or practiced, rehearsed enough to understand some of those complex assignments and things like that. We always look that way. Uh, yep. And that's really frustrating. Yeah. So if we, this is a random question, and uh, but maybe it'll come up against LA. Um, if we had to play a 4-3-3, somebody just put a gun in our mouth and said, it's got to be a 4-3-3, what players would you play and where? We don't have to spend 50 minutes on this, but who would you play and where to have even a, a, a chance of success? Well, Dotson comes out and Darwin goes in. Because one of the three midfielders has to be an attacking player. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. I agree. So you drop so, you drop Darwin and you put in like Molino or or anybody who you want on or the left, and, on the right left. And, and, <laughs> and put the forward up top. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to have an attacking player in the middle three. I don't mm-hmm. care who you put there. It's got to be an attacking player. Yeah. And I don't want people telling me Dotson's an attacking player. No. He's not. He's just a midfielder. He hits, he hits a banger every now and then. That yeah, doesn't that doesn't him. mean he does the other things that. No, he's not an attacking attack. attack. I mean, I don't, maybe maybe Robin Lude then. Sure. At least That's someone, where he's always played in his career. Yeah, right? Well, if you're gonna he's take played a, in the middle of a 4-3-3 his whole career. Yeah, yeah. so I just decided forbid. he was For a God winger. Sake. Yeah. <laughs> the, sometimes the lineup choices, especially when we have to call an audible for whatever reason, always feel like somebody's playing football manager on their like phone or their computer. Because, you know, you just slide a guy over, maybe his rating goes down a tick or something like that, but the game doesn't give a shit. It's just like, whatever, you know, like, here's your number, and it'll play. And it always feels like, eh, they're all interchangeable. But they're absolutely not. Not it at all. It doesn't work that way. You know, the only time he doesn't play central midfield in his career is when he plays for Finland. And every game he's ever played for Finland, he has played a different position on the right side of midfield. Sure. <laughs> yeah, when you mentioned that you last know, night, I was, I mean, that kind of blew my mind. So It's kind of incredible. It's mind-boggling. I, I think if, I, for me, if you had to play a 4-3-3, I don't, I, this almost sounds like cheating. It would depend on... on positioning and stuff like that but I'd, I'd pinch those two uh, it, within the middle three I'd pinch two of them inside to make a more narrow midfield I'd push one up in a more advanced spot like a Darwin it almost just kind of starts becoming a 4-2-3-1 at that <laughs> point absolutely you know, if I had to make it work so yeah. so I I don't know I, I don't even know if I can reasonably answer the, no. the question there not at all anyways yeah uh, what was your uh, most what the fuck moment of the game I think uh, about the 40th minute Ethan Finley just sliding that beats the keeper with his left foot, his non-dominant foot, just slides it. It just hits the post and mm-hmm. skits out. And you knew it. I felt like at that point, you're like, okay, those games, we're one of those this games, game one to nothing. Like that's that's it. Like, yeah. you know, you just had a feeling that that was that was just going to be how the game ended. Um, Do you feel like we're more or less snake bitten against Seattle? You correct me if I'm wrong. We have never beaten Seattle, so yes, I kind of do. I think it's intimidated is the word you want. That's not snake. That's bitten. also probably okay. fair too. I yeah. think they're intimidated. I think they're intimidated by the galaxy too. Which does I, not bode well. I agree with that, yeah. I mean, the, the Galaxy have done everything to just shove victory back into the jaws of defeat <laughs> uh, here at the end of the season. But I think we face them, home or away, and we're going to get a little nervous. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about the, uh, the – we talk about LA Galaxy in the upcoming game. But um, I, just, I read something today about LAFC uh, from, the, from their uh, sports – SB Nation fan blog or whatever, and they're basically they were basically complaining that this was like the worst possible draw for them. 
Minnesota and LA Galaxy, two teams that they've well, never beaten. Let's um, keep our and we. I feel like everybody in Minnesota is like, well, this is the worst possible draw for us because the yeah. Galaxy, and then LAFC is going to beat the shit out yeah. of us at home. You want to play LA Galaxy in the five like seed or, or RSL in the three I think LA Galaxy seed? Play RSL all day long. Yeah, I think LA Galaxy is probably like, oh yeah, this is the best draw. Like these are two teams that we can't lose to. So right. it's fucking weird. The the lowest seeded team in those those three in that pod. The, the lowest seed team is like the one that's probably feels most confident going into the game, even though it's very MLSy. It is too, very, you know. Yeah, um, but I, I'd put 15 goals in over Ramondo's fucking head all day long. We got Ramondo's <laughs> number. Yeah, we do. We do not especially have anybody's number. Yeah, on especially LA, at on home. LA Galaxy. Yeah. And what's funny too is even when Ramirez left, he went to LAFC. And torched and he's, Ramondo. And he still torched Ramondo. And now this year in Houston, he torched Ramondo. I love it. Oh I, I have never seen a, a go. I've not never seen it, but I mean, he he just has his fucking number, yeah, and it's is. beautiful to watch. It, it really and Ramondo is. is good. Yeah, that's he's, the problem. He's, one, is the, he's one of the best in the league history. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in his long and storied history, it's it's Ramirez. That's his fucking Quite Minnesota. Yeah. That's his whale. That's Quite his white whale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you know, going back. In rewatching parts of the game is when I found simply how bad that miss was by Ethan Finley. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a shot from behind the goal, and he's it's open on both sides of Fry. Mm-hmm. He can score on either side of him. He's yeah. got it, and he missed it. And he took he took it with his his, his weak foot too. I mean, mm-hmm. if, he, if he puts it on his right, maybe he hits that a little cleaner. Yeah, but it, the angle but he, you know, the true. angle he had. And the defender closing him down, I don't think another touch would have worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he could have shot with his left to either side and scored. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one yeah. of those cases where you just got to get it done. And he just didn't. Yeah. No. I, I think my – Which uh, happens. Yeah, yeah. What I am did. I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I think that uh, for me, I don't want to get too much into it, but it was, it was, it was the goal. For me, it was. It wasn't just like a. It was a what the fuck moment because it was absolute brain deadness. Again, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, where we got beat, and it wasn't just like a physical thing where you know whatever you know we went in under fifty fifty. We didn't come out with it. No, it was just absolute brain farts all around. Well, even the ball that went out for the corner kick was right. a total brain dead. Right, move. Just what? Yeah. I mean, Minnesota, I I never looked into the stats on how many corner kicks people give up, but they seem to give up a lot. And, so, and, 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 and yeah. especially compared to how many they earn. Well, some of that's by design, I think, because uh, part of our thing is to absorb that pressure. Uh, we're not somebody who's who's playing a high press, for instance, winning the ball in the midfield and running away with it. We're absorbing a lot of that pressure, and some of that's going to come in the form of deflections and stuff. So whatever, you take the good with the bad with that. Um, but It is, but too often they put the ball out of play as opposed to, you know, stopping a play and it deflects out of bounds. Right. Well, I mean, we'd have to look at specifics because sometimes that's the play. Even if you have control of the ball, it's like, well, shit. Um, I, we'd have to look at how often that is the case, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's just a gut feeling thing. But um, yeah, I do no, think I, that stylistically is part of I also don't feel like, feel like the second part of your, of your equation, though, is, is spot on, is that they don't win a ton of corners either. Oh, and we yeah. do shit with them when and we yeah, got them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, honestly, we need we need to just do short corners because it's just a giveaway. Yeah. I'm not saying that we'd be immensely game. effective with it. No, I don't think we would be. Yeah, right? yeah, it's better than instantly giving it away. Yeah, or shooting so. it straight to Stefan Fry multiple times like they did uh, on Sunday. We did it all well, season? Only twice actually. Oh yeah, that's, that's multiple all, times. All we've done all season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, technically, it's multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah. So, well, well, who is your um, your Freddie Adu Award winner for the best player of the game? Well, I mean, obviously, I joked about it earlier, but. Um, uh, definitely Christian Ramirez for uh, keeping us keeping us in the uh, in hosting a home playoff game. So 
because um, there was enough. There was literally no one from uh, Minnesota that I would say played particularly well. Um, no one played particularly bad, um, but no one, no one played even like, you know, in a semi-okay position, like to warrant being the star of the game. Mm-hmm. So. I thought I thought um, I thought Ozzy was fine. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he did Ozzy stuff marginally we, better we, we than have, everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it's a low bar, but um, you have to remember uh, this was not a pretty game. But also, we gave up one goal to Seattle on the road. It's not cataclysmic. Yeah, it's so hard to in the situation. We needed the win because we want home playoff games. It felt very heavy. But ultimately, a one goal loss on the road to a team like Seattle is not sign of the end times. No, it's just that Minnesota didn't look like they were ever trying to win at all. Yeah. I f- yeah. I, mean, I feel like <laughs> I, We talked about that in the podcast last week. I put out my ratings today, as I do after every game, and I gave every single guy on the team an okay. It's like good. Good. No one was bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. It was just one big flat line. Yeah. yeah. Which, and I think it clearly seemed like once Seattle got that got that first goal, they they – like took it down a gear too. It seems it didn't seem like they wanted to pile it on, and you know show a potential playoff opponent like what they you know what they had and all that. Well, so plus they, they didn't want to make any mistakes. Yeah. So they did what they had to do not to screw up. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it became a very defensive game for both of them. Yeah. Nobody wants to get, get guys hurt. Um, yeah. Maybe we thought we could pull. I think maybe we expected the gentleman's draw that never uh, materialized or something. That was our big d- talking yeah. point and last week. You know, you met, you mentioned Ozzy. He actually did in the first half. Did actually have a couple of trackbacks to make to break up some plays. That, yeah. You know, when 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 Seattle was putting the pressure on early in the game when they were trying to get that first goal. Mm-hmm. You know, he tra- he tracked back multiple times and, and made some made some good plays to break up stuff. So, um, I I'm, I don't find any fault with Ozzy Alonso. Well, and um. Uh, goes without saying, but we'll call it out. Uh, Ozzy Alonso is his first game back at uh, Seattle since departing there after a long career that started in uh, USL, I believe, with uh, Seattle. So Charleston. Was, uh, for, uh, well, right, but I, I, he was Battery. right, but he was part of the uh, USL squad for Seattle back in those times, I believe. I don't back think w- he was. I'm gonna double check that. I think I, th- I think he was. <laughs> We're gonna get in a fight, fight about this. Fight, anyways. Fight, so fight. he's a long, long, long time. I mean, the Seattle reason Seattle guy. knew about him is because of playing against Charleston. Well, that's fine. And yeah. I thought they brought him over to their USL squad back when they're yeah, in USL. Yeah. But we'll we'll double check. But I do remember um, being shushed by him once. Did you? Yeah, up at the NSC Stadium. Prick. Playing for Charleston. Well, he, he was a nasty dude. He's 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 still a nasty he's badger. Dude. I know. <laughs> he's a badger. He doesn't yeah. seem as angry though. No, that's true. As he has in years past. Because he's in Minnesota. It's just that fucking, yeah, that fucking niceness and everybody's, plus there's no expectations here at all. (laughs) I got to take some of the pressure off. (laughs) Um, Who is your Freddie Adu award winner for the shittiest player of the game? Uh, You know, again, no one was really good or bad, but Darwin Quintero just disappeared for large stretches of the game. Yeah. Um, Got, you know, got subbed off. Early wasn't you know not sure if that was part of the plan or if it was just because he was completely non-existent. But he was completely non-existent for like the, the almost the entirety of that game. Yeah. So Darwin Quintero. I so I'll I'll, I'll uh, yeah. This is a really good podcast. Just me going. Um, how about how about Ramon Metanier? Let me throw that out there. Uh, that's a guy who provided very little going forward, with, which I think we needed and rely on our overlapping fullbacks going forward. And, and he wasn't, I don't think, providing at that time. Uh, obviously, he was brain dead on that goal allowed. Um, he was he's generally getting torched. I felt like maybe I need to go back and watch the tape again. But um, yeah, 
he has a, he, he's a really solid defender. Really is. Um, and that game fucking sucked. That was it. Yeah, I, I, I think I have a tie between Mason Toy okay. and uh, Kevin Molino. Okay. They both showed incredible jogging capabilities during the game. <laughs> Getting warmed Just up for a LA. Casual jog up and down the field. Toy had a couple of bursts, yeah. which you can almost never say about Kevin Molino. Right, right. But neither one of them contributed to a single thing. The only thing I'll say in Darwin's defense is in the first like ten minutes, he had like three good moves. Is it? Uh, I feel I also feel like he's kind of a ghost, but remind me, was this another one of those situations where Darwin always has two or three guys on him when he does have the ball, and there's just no way he can get out of it? Because I feel like I didn't really see much with the ball. I didn't see much of that. There was a few times where he just dribbled straight at people like he does and tries to ping-pong the ball off him and hope something great happens for him. That would be Um, my – by the way, if I played soccer regularly, that would be my strategy. I have no moves, but I'm just going to hope I'll run at you and you'll just be like, "Uh," and then it'll just bounce my way. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few of those in the first Blind unicorn gets a nut every now and then. Um, But again, yeah, there was literally – I mean, I don't think it was the fact that he was just getting overrun with with players marking him. I think he was just not – he just wasn't – in any position because he's playing a fucking left wing when that's not his position and so then you know he's overlapping space with um, everybody else in the pitch so I don't know and he had no, no playmates yeah that's their thing too um, I don't mean naked women from Playboy either <laughs> so what else do you guys want I mean this wasn't a lot of fun what no. else do you guys want to leave with with Seattle no I called it full mediocrity full yeah. mediocrity full mediocrity full mediocre jacket yeah yeah. Full mediocre jacket. Yeah, yeah. I guess the you know, biggest takeaway is like, yes, this game sucked, and a win would have been great because it would have given us the second seed and avoid LAFC and and probably the LA Galaxy, and um, that would have been fantastic. But ultimately, like, I don't think this changes the tenor of the season. No, I don't in think any so. way, shape, or form. Who was it that you know somebody I mean? asked a question on the uh, of the pod last week and said like, I think it was Mike Son and said like, so if we lose against Seattle, how does that change your feelings about the season? Like, one fucking game on the road. Yeah, that, I mean, we the timing might we missed suck, out. We missed out on the third seed by literally by not winning one of those Orlando, uh, Orlando City, Vancouver home games. Yeah, in the those of the those games are much more damning. Yeah, than, than this than one. losing to Seattle yeah. on the road. So, <clears throat> so yeah, it doesn't. We'll talk. I think next week we'll probably do our review of the of the season and all that. But it uh, fundamentally doesn't change my tenor of the season. I'm, I, you know, honestly, like kind of like inchy, inchy like disappointed about the result. But ultimately, like. I think this season exceeded either of our expectations in yeah. terms of what we would, what we were expecting from Minnesota. So. Yeah. Hashtag inchy magic. Hashtag inchy magic. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Let's Can't wait to get home from this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so last crawl t- into uh, the warm bed with my my lady lover. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Julia, and yeah. Uh, my wife of ten years. Giving her that inchy magic. Give her a little bit of the inchy magic. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And then right as soon as I'm about to climax. You know, like, come. I scream, hashtag itchy magic. Like, <laughs> she doesn't like it when I scream hashtags when I'm... Or you pull or you out of your bedside table, you pull out that gnome. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Show it to her. Like, when I'm... When Do I'm you tra- have any bedroom toys? Do I? When I'm trying to, like, get my, keep myself from coming, I just... Hashtag inchy magic, hashtag inchy magic, hashtag inchy magic <laughs> in my head. You're not one of these guys who's doing math or nope. you're doing baseball and then, games and then, uh, in your head. You know, no, then when I want to, when I want to, you know, when when my wife has been satisfied, it's just, heath out. <sighs> you told me you were going to heath out. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I just did a snort <laughs> <laughs> microphone there. That was excellent. All right, so let's talk about some other United news. <laughs> we still recording this I'm thing? So yeah, no, it's that, a, yeah. I'm so bummed that wasn't on mic. Your snort? <laughs> yeah. Those Over here. To, I mean, I yeah. like them. I'm a big oh. fan of them. All right. <laughs> so we did. They did we got find, news. Yeah, they What's did the finally news? announce uh, LA Galaxy is on the 20th, we thought, at 7.30. I kind of assumed it would probably be the last game, just with the given trying to give that turf as, as much time as they possibly can to fix it. So 27 hours after the Bro Bowl, um, Minnesota United's going to be hosting a playoff game. Uh, first ever time in MLS. Yeah. First ever playoff game in MLS. There's yeah. nothing, to, nothing to... They got the Primo Times, or the Primo TV spot, too. That's true, yeah. We do, yeah. ESPN. Sunday night at 7.30. Yeah. yeah. Can't do um, much better than that. All right. <coughs> Still get 100,000 people watching it. Now it'll be well, about it. But I think it was my 80, mom will 80, be happy. 85 against LAFC or something like that. Was it? God yeah. in heaven. Um, all right. Last <laughs> the new turf went in today, apparently. Um, and then finally, uh, this happened a couple days ago, but Dotson and Toy uh, were called up to the U23 team for a camp and a match against El Salvador. Good, because the they, they so. were ballers last time they went out. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Toy had a couple of goals, I think. One. One goal. Couple. Yeah. <laughs> One. They only okay. played a half, so. Well, we can disagree. Yeah. <laughs> we can agree to disagree on a literal objective fact. Yeah, whatever. When neither one of us are really sure about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. When's, <laughs> when's the last time we, you know, that, that wasn't the case? Yeah, that's all this fucking We literally just did it is. about Ozzy Alonso, who never played. <laughs> yeah, never instead played of looking it up, we just argued about it. <laughs> <laughs> was, it's way better to listen to us argue than it is to listen to us Google things. Highly yeah. preferable. Every, everybody's yeah. literally screaming at their, into their uh, cars. Because they know. Because they know the answer. Like, and he only like, played for Charleston. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I say to that? Get your own fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you want to have one of these truthy podcasts, you start your yeah, own, okay? Get your own. It's $10 a month on SoundCloud. <laughs> that's, right, yeah. and, uh, that's my real qualification for having a podcast. Ten dollars a month. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, and weren't we gonna buy up a domain too? What's that? What, what was the domain we were gonna buy? We we're gonna buy up a domain. We we're just gonna start squatting. It was uh, oh, okay. yeah, oh, ba- bangersonly.com. Bangersonly.com. We we're gonna buy it up, sit on that until somebody wanted to buy it. It was about three thousand dollars, so it's yes. kind of a uh, you know Patreon backslash Dave's I know. Patreon dot com backslash uh, yeah Dave's the Dave's I know. Well, we we're also gonna buy the rights to Dogma, weren't we? <laughs> we're gonna buy the rights to the movie Dogma, Bruce. <laughs> That's right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Patreon.com backslash Dave's I know. Yeah. For well, let's fucking buy it. I mean, yeah. Harvey Weinstein's going to need some money relatively Dog soon. So, Dude, yeah. I don't give Harvey Weinstein money. But you have to, he owns them. You have to give it to him. He owns huh? it. Yeah, he owns them. You have to give it to him. Oh. Yeah. So he's going to need some money, but... Well, I mean, I know it's unfortunate. I don't you know what What? Jesus What Jesus, really what Jesus I'm, I'm said is... Uh, uh, you, and you guys know that um, Christ is my life. Um, yeah, what, 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 what you do to the least... Of your brothers, you also do to me. And that also goes for Harvey Weinstein. Okay? <laughs> so next time you're thinking about Harvey Weinstein, remember, whatever you do the least of your brothers, you also do to our Savior. Yeah. So, you know. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to so be giving Harvey Weinstein some money. Let's yeah, yeah. talk about that dirty fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what, what, what else do we talk about on this All podcast? All right, so we, this is something we actually talked about on the last podcast before it, then, you know, that got deleted because... <laughs> of things, because yeah, but so it's, I think it'd be a fun, uh, fun conversation to have. Um, so there's the loons are up for some end of the year awards. I mean, they always are, but they're actually like they have because every team gets a nominee. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love the coach of the year. It's like thirty coaches make the short list. Yeah, <laughs> okay, but it's literally. Um, but this year they actually have some legitimate contenders for yeah, yeah. for a few of the awards. So figure we talk a little bit about uh, a lot. Of some of those we'll le- we'll save the uh, the most blasphemous one for the, the controversial for the very end. Okay, but um. I mean, Defender of the Year, it's got to be Ike Parra, right? 
Done deal. Yeah. So I, so I say yes, and my defense of that is not just the the turnaround that Minnesota has had and his individual performances, but also the turnaround that Sporting Kansas City has. Yeah. When Kansas City falls off the map defensively, I mean, they, they had a rougher year last year than they had the year before. Fair enough. But, I mean, they have been utter Didn't they win the shit. West last year? That I don't remember. They were fine last no, year. I, well, yeah, uh, yeah um, I think Sporting may have finished uh, first in the West. And the, well, the year the before first that, or second, they were they were they were because they hosted. Uh, uh, I think they hosted both the this conference. I think they hosted conference finals. Cause I think, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. The year before that, they they um, allowed like 29 goals. Yeah. So I, they they were and lights out. Year, you, yeah. yeah, and he was defender of the year in 2017. You get rid of him, you add him on to, and 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 just it's it's always fun. I think you know in baseball they have wins above replacement. You know, yeah. and so it's it, obviously there's there's pros and cons to a metric like that, but it's always tempting to watch when a guy gets traded from one team to another. How's that wins above replacement hold up? How does that team fare now that he's traded there? And how does this team traded uh, fare now that he's traded there? Yeah. And in this case, we fucking dominated once we added him, and yeah. they were garbage. Yeah. And, and the goals against drop by like twenty goals. Like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, incredible insane. number. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was. I think it was almost thirty. It was like twenty nine or something like that. Because yeah, I went from like, an incredible set, like averaging seventy goals given up to basically aver- like only doing I think forty two or forty three this year. We were I think the third best team in the West in terms of goals allowed. So yeah, um, yeah I mean, see, there's arguments for other players. I just I think I think that one. If you're if, if and if you have to pick one award that a, a Minnesota player deserves to win, I think it easily of the ones that we're up for. It easily is it has that to one. be that. I, yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. You know, one little stat though that, in the negative sense, stuck out to me the most, and it's not directly attributed to him, but in the first season in MLS, they won ten games, mm-hmm. which they, you know, the team has touted as that was really good. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not going to argue. This year they only won 15 games. That's a good point. That's not. They only won five more. Yeah. Uh, on a 34. Lost many fewer. Lost them by much many fewer goals. Yeah. Yes. And, if, and if but, I'm pretty sure they. But you got to turn goals against into wins. That's a good point. Yeah. And they didn't do that nearly as dramatically as they but did I, just goals against. Yeah. I also yeah, feel yeah. like they they but you I think they also they only had like two or three jaws last year. And this year they had a lot more games where, you know, they were they were losing and turned it into a draw or they kept it close enough where 0-0 or 1-1 was enough of a draw. So I I'd be interested to see, I'd like your idea but I'd like to see how many points he added to the team from last year to this year. How many points were Improved by because oh, you know, I think it's like seventeen. Yeah, or I mean draws yeah, are it's, it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. if you're yeah. if you're not losing games, you're at least getting draws, especially on the road. That's mm-hmm. that's that's an acceptable formula yeah. in MLS, right? You're win winning as many of your games at home as you possibly can, and you're not losing as much at on the road as possible. I think that is a that's that's an invaluable um, invaluable thing as well. Mm-hmm. So. That's also a very MLS thing that you yeah. could. So if we would have won against Seattle, we'd have sixteen wins, still less than half of the games that we played and that would have put us in second place in the west like yep. that is a, the parody in mls is wild and in the west this year it was really amped wild. up yeah. yeah so okay so so that one is I, I think we all agree he has at least a good case yep. if not a slam dunk case uh what's what's the next one you want to cover let's here? let's talk about um rookie of the year rookie so of the year. there's two i mean I, reading some of the a lot of the you know uh, MOS writers have start putting out their polls and stuff. You're definitely seeing Hassani Dotson uh, in the mix, um, one or two in a lot of places. Sometimes third. Um, Gasper's getting some love too. Um, probably Gasper will probably finish fourth or fifth in the in the balloting would be my guess. Mm. Um, 
I mean, is there a, is like does Dotson have a legitimate case as a rookie of the year? No, 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 no. I don't okay, think so he had, he, he, he had a great he had a great year, but yeah, I, th- I think for me, uh, yep. the amount of time you play and where your team is contributed. So, so for instance, if if you were a rookie and you played a ton of games, but you played them for. Um, FC Cincinnati that doesn't carry as much weight as if you played for you were playing meaningful games the whole time but other than that it comes down to how much time you're playing are you getting the starts honestly Chase Gasper I think played a bigger role on a day-to-day basis Dotson had the bangers Dotson had the style saved our bacon in some really critical moments yeah and Gasper's less flashy but um between the two of them for me it's Gasper and Gasper doesn't really have a lick at it when you consider the Gasper last year was teaching eighth grade math you know, <laughs> was it really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I mean, he's got the khaki pants. Yeah, oh, bro, he definitely I looks like a math short, teacher. Yeah, short sleeve, uh, I was j- dress shirt, and the middle-aged guy hair. And- I I always said about him, he looks like if you read a book about white people and then had to draw one from memory. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he looks like the silhouette before you actually make your soccer player in FIFA. <laughs> anyway, was, sorry, Chase. Yeah, no, no, that's one hundred percent correct. Yeah. He, he looks like yeah, he looks like an eighth grade social studies teacher. Um, you know, who's like just out of college, you know, just out of college. But you know, he's getting really, fe- really friendly with that sixteen or seventeen year old in class. Oh god! He, no, he, no, 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 no. He, he's way above board. Yeah, I know. Come he's, on, yeah. Dave. He simultaneously looks like he's twenty two and forty two. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, that's figure it out. Thing. Can't figure it out. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. Okay. That's why he's not going to win the rookie of the yeah, year. That's fair. So, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, give him votes though. Give him votes. Yes. He gets um, stuff. Deserves some votes. Yeah. The one argument I, I could make for Dotson is that MLS is like especially it's kind of like what have you done for me lately and that Dotson goal against Houston or sorry Nike against Houston but against Sporting Kansas City I think will be fresh in a lot of people's minds. I'm not saying that he should win the award for this, but I think he has scored some amazing highlight reel goals. I think that is definitely within his like in his favor. Um, a team that made the playoffs from going from a shit ass team to a, a playoff team. Right. Um, he definitely contributed points to that. So that I think is true. that is that is the argument that you, I could see someone making for putting him first or second on your on your ballot. I think a lot of the folks who vote for this also uh, favor narratives. Yeah. MLS likes its narrative. It'll you know it'll give it's going to give uh, you know for instance it'll never not give Zlatan a fucking award no matter yeah. what it because it's got to give him something. He's Zlatan, you know. Um, that's the narrative that they want. And Dotson is a good enough narrative. They want to talk about how they're developing young players, sexy young players who are doing exciting things, you know. This hey. guy is now part of the U23 picture yeah. and so, so don't 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 step on don't step on one of my arguments, buddy. <laughs> I'm backing off. Wow. Backing off. Exclusive rights here. Yeah. Last uh, I didn't know uh second to last one is the uh, last podcast tonight. Yeah. Um goalkeeper of the year. So Vito Manone is up for this and I think Vito Manone has a legitimate shot. I'm not sure if he is the best goalkeeper at MLS um, on a day-to-day basis or on a you know, year-to-year basis, but I think this year for the work that he's done and, and just his shot-stopping ability, um, I think he has got a, I think he has a legitimate chance to, to win this one. I don't, I don't think he will ultimately win it, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely could see if you – you definitely can make an argument in my in my mind for, for him winning this award. I mentioned on this po- on the podcast multiple times, I'm, I'm a big Vito stan. I, I really like what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are lots of goalkeepers that are like Vito – in MLS and around and around the country, but compared to what we had for two years in Bobby Shuttleworth and mm-hmm. what's his face and the other guy, mm-hmm. um, and Slappy and Pappy, <laughs> Slappy and Pappy, Slappy and Pappy, yeah. Um, and I was I was never I was never so worried about Vito when he was trying to make a reaction save. Um, when he had time to read shit and time to like think about things, it was a little more dicey in my mind. 
But what if he was just trying to make you know just a quick in, turn yeah, and save a huge like or react like a reaction save? There's a few times I think where he there's some there's a turf issue against uh, the Kansas City game where I think he slipped and uh, a couple other times where he's made he made some poor decisions. But I think that was mostly because he had a little time to think. I think if he doesn't have time to think, he's just pulling out those those Goomba uh, hitman tendencies and just you know. Doing whatever, I think he's. Uh, I think he might be one of the best goalkeepers in MLS this year. So, God, if I was his lawyer, I'd be lining up the slander lawsuit. Yeah, no right shit. Now. Yeah, I. Uh, he's he's probably he's probably one of the best shot stoppers in the league. There's no doubt about it. You know, there's other stuff that comes with that, but for me, I think he deserves to be part of the conversation, and that conversation deserves to lead to someone like Steve Clark. Yeah. Steve I Clark. Lo- I love Steve Clark. Yeah. So. We could have had Steve Clark, by the way. You know, way back in the day. Yeah, we could have. Steve Clark was in Europe, and I would write a lot about Americans in Europe on <laughs> the Denord football blog. Uh, Steve Clark would send me notes. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like Just little bit tidbits here. Oh, and there. oh, I was to say he's like, I was to say like he like edited up your uh, your your, oh, your stuff yeah, on yeah. your blog. Oh no, no but like I tidbits would be, and things like that. I would like be that. saying nice things about him if he had done that. <laughs> That's fantastic, great, man. He would reach out to me. I was very cool. So he he would just send you like a note like this happened. You should talk about it a little bit, or what are his notes about? What? He was never asking this guy for in the anything. locker room is. Give, no, he was just giving me some heads up on, you know, like I think we're gonna make the Europa League. Oh, or, cool. You know, or something like that. One more win, and we might get into the first round of the playoffs of the Champions League. You know, cool. Just to, cool. get, to get to the groups. You know, those kind of little notes. You know, yeah. or, or this weekend we got the big derby coming up. You know. Yeah, it's always helpful. Fantastic. Yeah, yours because you, when you were you were writing, you were always like listing out everything that was happening and all that, and linking to stuff, and that was <clears throat> always fantastic. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, we could have Steve Clark. We could have Michael Parkhurst too. We we didn't have that guy either. And but there's a yeah. lot of coulda woulda shots, yeah. and I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> yeah, I just I like know. Steve Clark, and yeah, that was on my mind. Yeah, is he your is he your goalkeeper of the year? I don't I I don't know. Um, Boy, there's a bunch of them that I think are all pretty much the top five, and I'm not really sure how you figure out which one of those guys is the no. best one. I don't think it is Vito Minone. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you be surprised if he won it, though? I'd be shocked if he won it. Okay. Yeah. I'd you know, some, some of the folks who would be usual suspects, though, uh, Jesse Gonzalez, FC Dallas, has been thoroughly middling this year. Uh, you'd normally want to give it to Tim Melia. They've been bullshit this yeah. year. Um, so, I mean, it, it's possible that enough of the obvious answers go by the wayside cool. that you give it to him. Actually, you know what? Um, uh, nope. I, who's who's the goalkeeper for um, for New England? Yeah. Matt, uh, Matt Jimmy, Turner? Matt Turner? Jimmy Pep Talk. Oh. Yeah, Jimmy Pep Talk? I'm not sure no, what I think it's Matt. I think you're right. I think it's Matt Turner. Eddie Pepitone? No. Uh, uh, Eddie no, Pepitone. I, uh, no, uh, <laughs> seriously. Uh, Matt Turner? That fucking guy deserves it. That, 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 that guy has saved so much bacon, he should open a farm. For a team that really ought not even belong in the playoffs. Yeah. All right. The I'm other turning. two I had in mind: Sean Johnson, best team perennial, in the East. perennial uh, uh, feature there. And and he even gave up that you know incredible goal at <laughs> and, Allianz yeah. Field. But um, <laughs> good lord. And and Bill Hamid get, get, needs a lot more credit than he's gotten this year too. Yeah. The, I read today he has the most clean sheets, fourteen. Really? Yeah. I think Vito had double digits, though, two this year. Yeah, 10 yeah. or 11, yeah. so that's fantastic, yeah. but yeah. That's not um, usually what you talk about when you talk about D.C. So. Nope. No. Yeah. Bill Hamid. Good All right, them. and then uh, finally, the one that everybody is uh, hyping in Minnesota, Adrian Heath, coach of the year. So, Ben Krause-Gagne. So, it's before we, like, 
like just fucking make fun of how fucking hilarious that is. <laughs> ben Krause Gagne asked us a question last week that I'd like to get to. Um, he, you each must give your case for Heath winning Coach of the Year. He said he'll take his answer on the pod. So I'll go first. So you can take a little time to, to so formulate. We have it. to make a straight-faced case for Heath winning Coach of the Year. No bullshit. Yep. Sixty seconds. Yep. So okay. you want to lead it? You were. Yes, I can do it. I can go first. So you, you, you sort of led with this in that. He actually gave youngsters opportunities in the midfield and, and at defense this year. So he's embracing the youth movement. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not afraid to bring in his, his brand new signing and throw him into the lineup um, with no training whatsoever and, and really like bring it to whomever. Like that is literally, they've talked about like, we've always given him shit about like his tactics and everything, but maybe the fucker's just crazy. And crazy works sometimes, man. I've ha- I've fucked crazy. Crazy works. I've fucked crazy. That's period. That's the, that's the end of it. Okay. <laughs> I've fucked crazy. Okay, so here, here's what I'm going to say. Um, it is no secret, and you don't need Adrian Heath to complain after a uh, after a, a loss at a press conference to know that the first two years our players weren't up to snuff. They absolutely weren't, and that is not all on him. If the front office is going to deal in guys like Francisco Calvo and um, Vadim Demidov, that's where the results are going to go, okay? This year, they made reasonable investment. They got MLS legends in Ico Parra and uh, Ozzy Alonso. They, they got a reasonable goalkeeper added key youth uh, 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 did a great job they finally gave him the tools to be a carpenter and the man built something okay he you're right he gave the youth opportunities which is essential and it's the kind of club culture that you want that folks like FC Dallas have and that, that New York Red Bulls have um, the results speak for themselves look at the turnaround when you actually give the carpenter tools look what he's built what else can you say what else could you expect from him what else could you ask him for <laughs> else that wasn't crooked <laughs> All right, Bruce, you got one? I do. All right, yeah, do let's it. hear it. There, a little tear it apart. In the three years, there has never been a locker room revolt that we know about. There's been a couple of players, you know. Um, what a high bar. Uh, no, but I'm just saying a lot of teams, that's where it all goes wrong when you have two seasons as bad as Minnesota did. I mean, Brad Friedel got basically a year. Chip blew up. She's over there recording this. It happens a lot. And yeah. there wasn't, there hasn't been one. I that mean, sure, true. when Calvo left, he badmouthed him. Yeah. So what? Mm-hmm. We all wanted Calvo gone. No one's bumming out about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm sure Christian's unhappy. Sure. I think Miguel's unhappy. Mm-hmm. Beyond Pretty that, sure, yeah. I've never been able to sense any real locker room discontent on this team in three years. And I think that's commendable. And she magic, <laughs> she magic. <laughs> so let's let's talk for real. Uh, what are he, realistically his prospects for walking away with a, God, uh, a hope coach zero. of the year? I'm talking about your hopes. We just talked about your hopes. You said you hope that he won for all those reasons. <laughs> but but realistically, is he going to win it? And why would I he? Mean, win I think it, I think it'd be it would be it would be borderline insane if he wins it. Um, when you have the job that Bob Bradley's done in LAFC, and if you want to say, well, he's got all that money to spend, what, look at the fucking job that Matias Almeida did in San Jose with no, they didn't bring anybody in, right? Yeah, same. Are losing nine of the last eleven? Is that what you're? That was, well, that was rough, the, but he put him through a pretty damn good turnaround. And uh, with yeah, no they, extra the, the players. Biggest, this the biggest year. turnaround in MLS this year outside, you know, Minnesota's the second. San well, Jose was Col- the no, was Colorado. The, Colorado was the. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about turnarounds within the season. Yeah, Colorado. within the, yeah. Okay. Um, 
And so the you know that's that was pretty amazing. He got those guys playing well, and you're right, like he his and that's that's the reason. But Bob Bradley kind of limped into the end of the year too. If you're if you're thinking Bob Bradley is is the they potential coasted. winner, I wouldn't yeah. say limping. Okay, that's fair. They just they all just took a nap. Yeah. I think yeah. I think even if you made every positive case for Heath that there was, my personal stance is that when he had bad players, he never coached them to any better than their collective talents Absolutely were. Absolutely right. And now that he has good players, he certainly didn't make them rise to something transcendent. Yep. They he's did not played, maximize. No, no. He's this he's, team he's was not maximized. Uh, you you can give him credit for not, I guess, largely getting in his own players' way. Yes. But he he doesn't make them any better. He just uh, no. He puts them out on the field. That's hundred you know? percent. I mean, I know I've chatted with Wes about this. I, off pod, and we may have even chatted about this yeah, on he pod. He doesn't count. He's highly biased. Well, that, but I'm saying, like, but the question is, is the question is, is how much, you know, how much credit does Heath deserve for this turnaround? And I, mm-hmm. you know, I think the answer is slim to none. I mean, yeah. you maybe you give them five percent, and yeah. but like ninety five percent is because of the players that they brought in, and therefore, you know, the front office, like, actually, like, basically, not really whiffing in anything in the off season. And going Not maybe big misses, going yeah. about five hundred in the like in in season pickups. I mean, Chacon's still uh, you know jury's still out on Chacon. I think mm-hmm. jury's still out on Moembe Tarat, and you know Load has been probably the one they kind of fucked up. A little on disappointing. We were a little worried about that one. Hopefully, he'll but turn you know around, still yeah. you got to give him a little more time to to bet in. Yeah. But like they really haven't. So they haven't. You, there hasn't been an, any egregious misses this if year. You, if you if you want to give Manny an executive of the year award or something, I'll have that conversation. If you want to give, I got no problem with that at yeah. all. Yeah. If you want to give Heath a coach of the year, even if you just ignored all the things I just said about him and said, no, Heath is Heath could not have done better than he did. You still have to look at Bob Bradley. Yeah. You still have to look at Robin Frazier, who picked up a, a hilariously poor Colorado That's team and turned them within one game of a, a, I mean, a yeah, long shot, but one game it, of a playoff. Gonna laugh, birth. but fucking Bruce Arena. Yeah. They turned like, turn around the fortunes in, in, of in New the season, like, like Robin yeah. Frazier in the middle of the year. Um, with you know minimal investment, other than you know, I think they made a few moves in the in the winter in the in the, sp- in the summer window, but not yeah. much. And you know, he, yeah, Heath had a, an entire preseason to, p- to practice with these guys and all that. So the arguments that people are making for Heath are yeah. basically laughable, as far yeah, as yeah. I mean, the concerned. summer signings didn't add anything this year. No, that's true. No. Nothing. No. Moembe Tarat, no. Lode, Chacon. Nothing. Zero. I, I mean, I guess you I give you give Lode credit for the one goal in the open cup. Yeah. I mean, I uh, think su- summer signings are always tough. I mean, have we had a summer signing that's really like other than maybe Ethan Finley who came We've in? We've had played? stabilizing summer signings because yeah. because we added um, Cronin and we added um, 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 no, there was, um, those are still Birch. in the winter window. Yeah, but that was like first, that was that was first earlier first in the year. The wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, that was still so, in the winter window. Yeah. Um, um, so not, we added yeah. Boxall. You can decide whether whether you think Boxall is great or not. But I, I think we've added stabilizing signings in the summer window. But we've never, but not many, unless you want to call two. Darwin. I mean, Darwin is more of a May signing. It's not yeah. really a yeah. summer window was, signing. Yeah. So yeah, may, maybe, maybe you know, no elite whatever. You, you, you mostly don't and – and most teams don't hit on those summer signings. You maybe get one or two a year who, like, I mean, you, come in. You and guys are forgetting Fernando, Fernando Bob. Oh, <laughs> one of the summer signings How can we get, how can we get Fernando Bob? Oh, Fernando. <laughs> don't call my name. Don't hey, before, call we, my name. before we're done, I just yeah. want to put this out there so we remember. Yep. Let's talk about Boxall at some point. Let's talk in about this him now. podcast, or just yeah. fucking in our lives. We <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about him off the podcast. Let's talk about him. Actually, I saw there was a tweet. I think uh, was it Opta. He made Opta. the Opta best eleven. Um, best uh, stats of a defender yeah. in MLS. Yeah, on the year. Well, yeah, one tackles of the- and. Uh, what was the other big stat? He was the only one above like sixty-five percent in tackles and passing percentage, and there was one other one that he was like above like sixty percent in, and that was surprising when I saw that. Um, Shocking. Yeah. 
I mean, good for him. He, uh, you know, he played a lot better after that debacle in Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. He played a lot better after he, coming back from benching. And I don't know what, like, someone lit a fire under his ass or something because... He lit a fire in his own ass. Yeah. Because he was the first person to raise his hand when he walked back into the locker room and said, I fucked that one up. That was on me. Yeah, that's and then, true. And then he didn't play the next game because he needed to cry. And then after that, he came back and he and he played like a normal person. One of the things about Boxall that um, makes it easy for someone like Opta to say he's awesome and makes it easier for folks like us to say, eh, is because he's really good at things that are more invisible. When you're talking about passing completion, stuff like that, when you're talking about the number of tackles you make versus don't make, excellent. But I also think that he is average to below average at making that last split second decision where you got to decide whether I'm going to cover that guy or that guy. I think he'll, he'll have good positioning, for instance. He knows to position this guy to the outside or on his wrong foot and stuff like that. I think he knows that kind of stuff. But if he has to cut left and the other guy cuts right, you know, like he just I don't trust him in those moments all the time. The, and those the- look bad. So they stick in our memory. Yeah. That's what's true. the phrase when you like think of something ahead of time? Premonition? Maybe. I, yeah. He doesn't have any premonitions. Right. He, he, he doesn't instinctively know that. Where to be and how to do it. Yeah. You're and, right. And, and, uh, there's, I still can't think of the word I want, but yeah, there's, I think people get the gist. Yes. There's yeah. plenty of times where, yeah, he's just he was just in the – he made the exact opposite decision of what he should have made. Yeah. When he tried to head that ball or whatever, uh, right. Toronto. And then there's been a couple other times this year where it's, he's been like that, where he's mm-hmm. just made a – and, you know, to his credit, I mean <clears> – <throat> They haven't exploited like la- like the last you know last year. Anytime that happened where we made a, a stupid mental mistake like that, the other team we were immediately this year, punished. Yeah. This year we yeah we, this year we weren't punished as much as we as we have been yeah. in the past two years. And whether that's because we have better defenders to like help cover or recover for those things, which I think is probably the main reason. Especially fullbacks. Yeah, especially fullbacks. Yeah. Um, like it's just you know you actually your fullback is actually like back to help recover yeah, and to cover it, the back instead post? instead of, uh, instead uh, yeah. of leaving it wide open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine so. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, that's interesting. So, anything else you want to say on Boxo? I mean, other than the dude is uh, amazing. Well, um, he made the run against San Jose. That's where he yes. basically went coast to coast. Yes, uh, I love that watching center backs and he, run. Unbelievable. Yeah, I love they scored. He scored that goal against LAFC too. Like that was just fucking great as well. You know. Yeah, he Unheralded. deserved it. Yeah. yeah, he deserves that moment. Yeah. Um, he's also very, uh, very handsome and good um, smells really nice. He was at the uh, Dark Clouds end of the, nice. uh, end of the year party last year, so nice. hopefully he comes back for this, for the one this year. Yeah, he I was. I remember seeing him there. Yeah. Him, Eric Miller, and uh, Lampson. Lamps- I remember Lampson, and uh, yeah, I don't remember Boxel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boxel was He's only like nine feet tall. I yeah. probably should have remembered Yeah, he smelled him. really nice, and he had a really really awesome accent. So he's like, of course. Nice. Yeah. A velvety Kiwi accent. <laughs> I really like New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> New Zealand had an excellent music scene in the late '80s, early '90s. Are they? Yeah, indie rock, indie pop. So excellent. It was like uh, it was like U2 and uh, and uh, I'm just trying to fucking annoy him right now. <laughs> They're from Ireland. <laughs> well, no, I know, I know that the I'm, I'm talking like. So, what does indie rock look like in uh, in the '80s here? I mean, well. In, especially in New Zealand, it's really small. But if you're an aficionado like such as myself, of course, there was a record label called Flying Nun, Flying which still Nun. exists. Yeah, and they—I mean, I probably bought 50 records in a row that they released. All right. If you had to no compare, no, had none of the listeners have heard of any of them. I mean, the <laughs> that's chill. what makes it such probably a good the biggest, listening. Yeah, so it was probably the biggest band from that scene that people might know if they're into like that. The that Chills scene. or the Clean. Okay. Oh, the chills. Both 
incredible. I feel like I, I worked it. with the chills. I feel like Did I've you? heard of I've heard of the chills before, yeah. but it, it's possible. I, maybe yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, it's you know loose, jangly, you know, a little awkward, a little lo-fi, not the best melodies, but going for it with all the gusto you got. There you go. That's yeah. what I. That's what I like. Beautiful. It's passion. Passion. <laughs> Bruce McGuire. Passion. Lover of passion. Yeah, when you come out with Passionate your fucking fragrance. The, the, the Bruce McGuire fragrance. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> mm, is that Bruce McGuire? Passion du Nord. Yeah. Passion du Nord. I was, I was just about to lie down with my lady with my inchy gnome, and uh, <laughs> did she splash on a little Bruce? Mm. Ah. Brucio. <laughs> a little Brucio. A little Brucio. It's got a little hint of smoky barbecue sauce. Smoky <laughs> smoky barbecue and Schweppes, you know. It's got a got a little uncleaned microwave vibe oh, to it. Yes. <laughs> um, All right. Well, yeah, we should talk about some soccer. Redenbacher's popcorn <laughs> smell. Tinged so we, butter. We got a couple weeks, but we have a game coming up, and who's better than to talk about LA Galaxy? He's a guy who's probably. Seen Dude. LA Galaxy more than any other uh, Minnesota soccer fan. So, have you have you ever seen The Fly? Yeah, Jeff, like the, the Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum one. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. the basic premise of that. Yeah, I think so. Here's, so yeah. If Colonel Sanders and Mr. Rogers both climbed into one of the pods at the same time and then got fused on the other side, it would be <laughs> Orville Redenbacher. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Book it. Argue me. He's got a little Jimmy Carter in him, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I, 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 you said that. Guy, holy shit. He's got a little yeah. peanut farmer in him. He does. Yeah. yeah holy yeah. shit. He looks, like, uh, he looks like Jimmy Carter, but older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, older Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Jimmy Carter fell again this week, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Jimmy Carter was in the news earlier today. Like, the guy's still alive kicking, and yeah, yeah he's awesome. Yeah, kicking from the ground because all he does is fall anymore. Yeah, but Somebody needs to wheel this guy off a bridge. He's still a monster. I, I love him, yeah. I love him. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy, but I, I hope that he's put to rest soon. Anyway, what were, you said something about Yeah, well, Yeah, we have a soccer match coming oh, yeah, up. Sorry, I got, half. I got caught up with that, the fly um, thing. Yeah, who better to talk to LA Galaxy with than uh, Bruce? Um, oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, that was, catch that. that was the whole point. You're such a big Galaxy fan. Yeah, yeah. You know, historically, like you've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to a bunch of games out there and into Many the stadium. Times. Yeah, so, uh, so Minnesota United is 62% to win this game according to 538. Um, which I that's they're the nobody six, here in Minnesota feels that 62 confident. 62, 62, they're the, but they're the and to be fair, they are the lowest of all the all the games uh, on the that weekend for the playoffs. Yeah, I looked at the Vegas odds and Minnesota slightly favored. Yeah, they're like plus 105, and the Galaxy are like plus 120. Yeah, which is, plus 105 is basically even, even odds. Yeah, and so the Galaxy's plus 120, so just a little over. Yeah, so. if if you are getting action that has us in the 60 percents to win, take it. Absolutely. Put some money on it. Yeah, that that is a yep. mistake. Yeah. We might win, but that's uh, over a thousand times. Yeah, that's a good money. So there's a they also released the odds for MLS Cup, and Minnesota is uh, plus sixteen hundred, um, which is actually yeah. the six best odds in MLS to yeah. win. Yeah. You know, you feel like and well, L- yeah. LAFC is obviously the 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 highest or the lowest odds at they're plus one fifty, I believe, and I think Atlanta's plus four hundred or something like that. Betting so. on LAFC to win the cup is like betting on six in craps. Like the payout should be like half of what you bet <laughs> and you're boring and you need to live a little. Pretty much one fifty, so if you bet a hundred you get hundred and fifty. Yeah. Delightful. So, you win, yeah, you so, so it basically is that. Yeah, you win fifty yeah. bucks basically, yeah. yeah. So um, So don't do it. 
Well, actually, I was looking at the odds, and I really liked. Actually, if you if you didn't think, L, I mean, LAFC has kind of coasted in. If you think they're going to be a little rusty, um, which I don't, you know, not necessarily. But if you if you think that, and you think I, I, there's actually some pretty good odds on um, Seattle, the Galaxy, and uh, Atlanta to actually win MLS Cup. NYC also. Yeah, and NYCFC. But I think in terms of I think NYCFC. I think Atlanta beats NYCFC. So I think if you like. If you like another team to beat um, LAFC, I think it's you, you got really good odds on the Galaxy, Seattle, and, and, and Atlanta. Yeah. And they, they would probably win MLS Cup at that point. So I think LAFC, even though LAFC has uh, obviously we had good success against them this year, they still have to be praying that we win. They'd much rather face us than oh, the yeah, Galaxy. Oh, yeah, 100%. So. We talk about being snake-bitten. Holy yeah. shit. All right, so let's talk about the LA Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, who's good on the Galaxy? Well, it starts with Brad Bobley. Um, I, I won't bet against a Brad Bobley team. <laughs> of course, no. So, uh, excellent coach. Uh, Carlos Vela uh, needed one goal to uh, overtake the – were you asking – are you just laughing at me because we're, you're we're trying about, to talk to him? We're talking about the Galaxy, talking about the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I thought you were still talking about oh, – <laughs> No. About fucking <laughs> LAFC. I, I got so carried LAFC away with right LAFC. Now. Why didn't you fucking stop me? How long were you going to let I that go you were, on? I thought you, thought you were doing a bit, man. A yeah. bit? Well, you yeah. started with I'm Brad Bobley. I'm and fucking I thought you moron. Is, that you were, no, no. Like maybe you couldn't remember the Galaxy coach's name, my go- so you yeah, my, Brad Bobley. My goal, my goal in life is to be... <laughs> is to be so fucking weird that eventually I'm totally senile and my kids are just like, do we get? I don't even know. Yeah. Is he? Weird as normal. What do we do? We can't yeah. put him in a home. He's always <laughs> like this. <laughs> Hunter Thompson said, when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. That's right. I am a pro. So with the Galaxy. Yeah, the Galaxy. The Galaxy. The team we're playing in a week and a half. Yeah. You know, my favorite I, uh, stunt about them is their coach, not Brad Bobley. Not Brad Bobley. Guillermo Berescalotto. Yes. His assistant coach is his twin, identical twin brother. And so if you toss one of those guys, you know, if you toss Guillermo Berescalotto out of the game, the next game, he could just go on the bench as his brother, yeah. right? It was like Liverpool that was, like, had kind of be walls. amazing, yeah. It was like yeah. a year, a year and a half ago, Liverpool had that guy that looked like exactly like Jurgen Klopp, where you yeah, like, but, but he wasn't his identical was, twin yes, brother. No. Well, you, you know, know uh, the Canseco brothers used to do that for things. Um, Jose yeah, Canseco well, would uh, yeah, would yeah. be you know paid for an event, and like they would send I his brother. He got they got sued. They say, yeah. I don't believe. Oh, he's that. No, he's literally been sued sued for it, like yeah, Ozzy and, and Jose. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, you're right. That's that's pretty great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they do have one of my best eleven. On their team, Zlatan uh, Ibrahimovic. <laughs> no, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos. Yes, Zlatan scored thirty goals this year. He's not on your best yeah. eleven. He probably is. I just hadn't gotten oh, okay. to him yet. <laughs> okay, okay. But Jonathan Dos Santos, I think, is the best number six in the league, and he doesn't get the full just love. Remember, a lot of people like him. Yeah, but people don't go all in, and I, I think th- he is phenomenal. There were people at the beginning of the year who were like, wow, they made the wrong decision on the you know, wrong decision on the wrong Dos Santos. Chance. The wrong Dos Santos? I, yeah, wrong no, Dos Santos. I don't, I don't no agree. I know he, he's, been a, he's been phenomenal. He's been absolutely phenomenal and um, the engine in the midfield there for, um, for the Galaxy. Uh, you know. Yeah, Zlatan. Come Zlatan. on, man. And then, uh, don't pa- argue. Pavone up, yeah. up top has been pretty great for them. Pavone has been fine. Yeah. I mean, okay. honestly, it's been from a goal scoring standpoint, it's Zlatan and nobody else. I mean, what did I've got the stats up here, actually. What did Pavone – he scored three goals. Eight assists is great. Yep. But, um, honestly, nobody's matching Zlatan in terms of putting the ball well, in the no, back of No, but you need it. someone to get him the ball, too. Correct. Uh, and, yes, I'm just saying, if he's going to play in that advanced position up top like he is, you'd expect more finishing more, from yeah. him. Eight assists is great. Yeah. There's no doubt. 
Um, he's come I, on late though. I mean, he only got he only got here in the summer. In the summer, but he mm-hmm. got here late in the summer too, like or like, late August or whatever, mm-hmm. early August maybe. So yeah. he hasn't he had was, as much time. He was supposed to be their big savior. The yeah. results didn't really turn around the way that they needed no. him to, even for that uh, that addition. But there's the chance they would have really fallen off without him. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Yeah, he's no Alessandrini. No. <laughs> Who actually, it looks like May, if they get far enough in the playoffs, might return. He's been a kind of crazy Minnesota killer. I'm glad he's not playing against us. No kidding. The last no. few, yeah, year, yeah, the last yeah. few yeah. years. So I like um, that young kid to have Antunia, the Mexican. Antunia, Uriel yep. Antunia. Yep. He had moments. Yeah, he's he pretty he's solid out of the midfield and um, played most of the minutes this year. Actually, yeah, gave a lot of stability there. Yeah, yeah. Um, this he didn't like play Sebastian as many times. I like him too. I like Leggett as well. Leggett is a good player. Yeah. I've never just jumped on that bandwagon, no I guess. Problem. I don't know, He's man. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, he empties the wagon quite frequently. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, we, we thought that um, Ephraim Alvarez was going to be the next big fucking thing, too. But and he's, he's, he's fine. He's got lots yeah, of room he, to grow and just, stuff. Boy. Yeah, he just but, got caught up to the U-17 World Cup team for Mexico. Yeah, so. no, I hope he keeps growing. I hope he chooses the United States over Mexico. He's getting courted by Mexico. Uh, he, he Most of his appearances this year were substitutions, I think. I think he made 14 appearances four starts something like that. I think that. one of his so last starts was actually against Minnesota and he that? got injured um, in there that game go. up here and yeah. then uh, yeah he didn't start too much after that. So. That's us ruining young careers. <laughs> That's what we're all about. I think David Bingham is one of the better goalkeepers they've had in a long time which isn't saying much. Oh, right. No. When your backup is Matt Lampson you're going to get a lot of playing time I think. I don't oh, come, on <laughs> come on now. Come on. Fucking garbage over here making fun of a guy who had cancer. I found nothing from him because he had Why cancer. Did you, really does that even goalie. matter to you? <laughs> He's sitting over here like, well, when you got fucking cancer boy on the bench. You got, yeah. That's what you said. Captain Chemo. <laughs> <laughs> yana, yana, yana. Anyway. All right. We've, named, fine. we've named most of the uh, uh, front attacking players for uh, for the Galaxy. Uh, I'm mediocre on half of the ones we named. By sure, the way, fair also. enough. So they, they, uh, it seems like on paper they should have been way better than they actually were in practice this year. That's fair. So let's talk about uh, who sucks, which you know, basically that back line for. Galaxy. You know who's underperformed this year? Joe Corona. Joe Corona's out of the yeah, midfield. Yeah. Played yeah. in almost every single game. Yeah. And managed to be a ghost. Yeah, and hasn't slowed down a single attacker. No. 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 Nope. So Joe Corona sucks. That's Joe what we're Corona talking sucks, about. Yeah. Are we talking about LAFC or are we talking about LA Galaxy? No, we're talking about, the <laughs> <laughs> talking about Minnesota's next opponent. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the next yeah. opponent, the, the Galaxy. Of, I was, of, I, of I was so, I'm so sure we're going to win that I'm looking oh, ahead. okay, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the back line is obviously a huge, uh, a huge liability for them. Um, if they're going to get beat, it's gonna, they're going to get beat by uh, – well, they're going to beat themselves, and they're going to get beat in the back. Rolf Fletcher uh, – I'm sorry, Felcher – which sounds like the most made-up fucking name. Yeah. That sounds like a meme. Yeah. Rolf Felcher, uh, uh, a big liability. Uh, I'm trying to think of other defenders on Diego their back Diego Polenta is on Polenta, the list. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, they got a Felch, a Placenta. Yeah, they got a Placenta. They got a Skelvik. Yeah, they got not a, a real they got, name. They got a Romney. That's even that's the scariest that's name. That's the scariest name. Yeah. <laughs> so no, on Star Trek, right? <laughs> yes. Right. It's it's Romneyans. Romneyans. It, it never really pan now they, they have Servando Carrasco too who's, who's made, made a lot of starts this year but uh, ultimately like who's, the, who's uh, attached to uh, Alex Morgan I believe yes they are uh, so she's off the market one okay. one guy in defense I'll stand for is uh, Daniel Steris 
You got trucked over by Albert Ellis, yeah, though. You can have him. Oh, you named you, one you play? Can, you can you named him. one play. Yeah, no, so if I you get trucked him. over by that tiny motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't mind Steris, but uh, the fact is, like, we're naming names that people listening to this podcast, just your average listener, like, who the fuck is that? Yep. Skelvik. Yeah. Um, um, Steris, honestly, even though he Polenta. started almost Polenta, every single Romney. game. Polenta, Romney. Felcher. Uh, Felcher. We're naming names. We're really, like, who the even fuck David are we even Bingham. talking about? <laughs> I, well, maybe we know him because we're so close to it. I guess I, I, I don't know. I, obviously, David Bingham's a big name for me, but I, I think folks at home know who he is. Oh but yeah, maybe but not. I definitely had to go look up like who the backline for LA Galaxy was, like yeah. who started their last game, because I had no, I had no idea. There's another guy too. I can't remember his name. He recently bleached his hair out, and he's like an attacker, but I can't even remember his name. That's how much of an impression he's left <laughs> on me. Yeah, you know. So, so what, what what do we do then? What needs to be our style to take advantage of what? Galaxy have how they play, what well, they do well, and what definitely they do not poorly. Four three three. That's for goddamn oh sure. Oh my god. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like maybe the five three two. <laughs> well, Spruce, we're talking about the Galaxy game, not the LAFC game. <laughs> well, so I, I think obviously we you, you need to you need to cover. Um, uh, Ibrahimovic, and and I think you need to probably man mark him. I, th- I, I think With you need Boxall. to have. I think so. Yeah, you should I, just hammer him as often as he can. Right, and and, and I think watch and I melt down. Yeah, and, and I think using zone to to add a second man into that mix to shut him down after that is probably a good move too because I think after that they don't have the finishing quality that they need to be really scary. Now, sadly, neither do we. I think this is more likely to and end a zero one a, game. We don't even have a Zlatan. No, yeah. we don't. Yeah, they at least have a guy that you need to shut down. We don't really have that, but um, I think it has to start there. I think that we need to, but I also think because we're playing at home, I'm holding this fucking Nerf dart like a cigarette. I just found <laughs> it in my pocket. This is what it's like to have kids that are five. By the way, I'm holding this thing. I'll tell you, so you guys don't know what I've seen. Um, Pull out the blue doobie. Oh yeah, I'm like fucking smoker from the future here. Um, the so I, 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 I smoked I smoked blue marijuana before, so don't blue marijuana. Don't worry. Yeah, you realize that's a drug, right? <laughs> I do. Weirdly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, whatever. Well, I'm going to fucking citizens arrest you. That's uh, not a real thing. Uh, so I, I don't think, however, we need to do uh, the sit back, absorb all the pressure. I don't think they have, like, an offense that's so elite that we need to just sit back, throw everything behind it, and then counter. Our offense is poor enough in, in, a, in a short sample size of one game. You need to score the fucking goals. Yeah. You're not playing for the long haul. You're not playing for a draw. You need to score the goals. I think we can play on the front ten, foot. Ten and ten. We're gonna, yeah, we definitely need to get... One or two on the board for sure. Yeah, we, we need to play on the front foot. We're playing at home. We don't need to absorb enough pressure. We just need to make sure that we have Ibrahimovic covered and then do well the things that we traditionally have done well on the back. See, I do think we sit back and absorb and hit him on the counter. Well, fuck you. So what does the counter look like then? So one of the things when it's we got to p- be a four man counter attack. That's so one part like of the problem is oftentimes our counter looks like. Break. Okay, so so it's a little bit more methodical yeah, than yeah, just yeah. hit yeah. and pray. Yep. Um, I, I'll buy in with that because I still think we're a counterattacking team, but I just don't think we need to throw this eight men behind the the ball Hell fear no. that, no, no, that no, some no, people no. are, are worried about there. Yeah. So I, okay, we're okay. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, because a lot of times what we do when we get scared there is we do that, but the counter ends up becoming hoof it downfield and hope that Angelo or Toy can just get on the end of it and get around a guy. Yeah. And that we, we can't. That's, no. that's not something that we're effective no. at. Um, if we can put ourselves in a position to build up, we're, we do a lot of building up the right side, right? If you can get Ramon forward, he can be part of that break. 
I don't mind seeing some of that as long as we're not getting to the end of that and hitting in a cross. We need to work the ball back centrally, not just hitting a fucking cross. Good luck. I know, yeah. Easier said than done, and yeah. clearly... We, I, we make fun of Heath as if that's like his choice or whatever. We don't know that he's not on the sideline being like, I've told you guys a hundred fucking times, work it toward the middle, stop then, hitting crosses. put that guy in the bench. Yeah, that's... I mean, doing it. There's right, really, yeah, there's, yes, you could say, yeah... That would be Metanir. You can make the argument... Professor. Yeah, you can make yeah. the argument that, yeah, he, maybe he doesn't want that all the time, but clearly that's how they practice, and that is clearly the, the game plan. Uh, maybe, maybe not like... You know, 25, 30 crosses a game like they were doing against Vancouver and stuff like that. But that's clearly part of what how they want to attack. Um, I don't, you know, I don't disagree. I, I think I'm curious. I'm curious as to who gets to start. Is it Angelo or is it Mason? Um, I think Angelo has acquitted himself fairly well uh, <laughs> the last couple, the last game or so. And I actually think even before that, before he got like weirdly randomly benched, was actually acquitting himself fairly well and being able to do more than just be hold-up play he was actually yeah, yeah. making some um you know he was making some incisive passes he was actually you know having that that premonition or that precog knowing where you know knowing where a guy might make a run and mm-hmm. was be able to put the ball at least into a, a decent space i mean they were all all connecting um and then definitely in the last you know last uh the lafc match and then um he had some opportunities to he played well to score a goal and he needed to put the ball in the fucking net, win, but yeah. he played well so in that game, i'm curious yeah. as to whether you know he gets to start up top um if uh, or if it's go, they go back to Mason Toy with Quintero uh, underneath him, Bruce, we got a striker controversy yeah. here. Who do you think? Who do you think starts? Here's what I was thinking. So, since they lost the Open Cup final, they've played nine games. No, seven games. Seven games. They've given up the first goal five times. Okay. The other two, they got clean sheets. So, they need to do something about reacting if they give up the first goal. And I don't mm-hmm. mean react in the 70th minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean react immediately. Like mm-hmm. literally five, four minutes on. later. Moments after it, I think you go for it. Okay. It's a one-off playoff game. And I know this might sound batshit crazy, and sometimes I like doing that. I think you stick with the four in the back. You stick with Gregus. You stick with Alonzo. And then you go with Toy and Angelo up top. And you go with Molino and... Darwin underneath that. You want a four-two-two-two? Yeah. Okay. The old Brazilian style. Are you okay. uh, are you throwing fullbacks forward for the width? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gasper Metnier then, then yeah. on the back. Yeah. Okay. And the four block in the back, the square in front of goal. Wait, and who did you have in the attacking midfield then? Uh, Darwin and whom? And Molino. And Molino. Okay. Both of them. I. And then you put Angelo and, and Toy I'm up top. Go for it. I will. I think they can score four or five goals against the Galaxy doing that. Fuck if, no, fuck. Vancouver scored four goals against the, against the Galaxy. We can definitely score no. four goals against the Galaxy. I and I, I will sign off on that it. as long as you allow the attacking midfielders to play uh, just freestyle, find the game, be positionless, go where they need to go. I think if you keep them rigid, that it's, it'd be a mistake. But if you allow them to drift wide as they need to find the game, I think you're fine. <laughs> As if we're fucking coaches. I'll sign yeah. off on that. Yeah, that's fine. Fuck I'll it. That sounds like the, that sounds like the, great, the greatest idea ever. Honestly, I don't think it sounds like <laughs> the greatest idea no, ever. It's no, no, but it's terrible. But I kind of want to see it. Listen, yeah, you're could be effective. There's, I guess, there's a very slim possibility that this game ends zero zero or one one, and we go to penalties. Okay. And so say that happens. What happens then? Well, yeah, that's, we lose saying, on penalties. But, but what? But what I'm saying is, is that I think if any opportunity that, and I know we have. 
I think we have a better goalkeeper like in terms of uh, stopping penalties than David Bingham. So I mean, th that's the question: is like, do you try to play zero zero one one? Um, hope you can contain Zlatan and get it to penalties or you know, steal, steal a goal at the end or do you do what you just said and just and fucking go for it try to put four goals on him and maybe it's maybe it ends up being 4-3 but if you score one more goal than the other team you fucking advance that's the, that's all that matters I don't know I, I don't think I, I don't think that is the craziest idea ever I mean it will never happen because Heath has never done it and if he did it that would be the craziest thing ever um, but you know you're playing I mean honestly the field is going to be shit um we weren't expected to host a home playoff game. I don't think Heath is getting fired if he loses this game. He basically you're playing with house, with house money. Why not try to make a fucking run? Yeah. Kind of like they do with the Open Cup, right? Like you get past the the quarterfinal round, like it's house money. Go for it. Which is what they kind of absolutely didn't do against Portland and then against uh, Atlanta. But mm -hmm. I don't see it in this team. But I I think it's not the craziest idea ever. Honestly, Bruce. I think before um before I mean, I'm pipe dreaming. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, because of the drugs. Yeah. Before the blue we marijuana. the blue marijuana that you definitely it's made fucking up. good man. It's, it's a really good, good hybrid uh, sativa indica blend. So you, you know you don't yeah. get too uh, don't get too tired, but you're also not like super amped up. Yeah, yeah, I know. And we lace it with cocaine, and then it's then it's the tits. Cocaina, cocaina. Then it's the tits. It's fucking. It's really called the tits. It's called the tits. Yeah, it's what it's, it's, what it's called. It's called Dude, the tits. Dude, have you ever felt human breasts? <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like that at all. <laughs> feel like a yeah, bag just, of cocaine. Listen, man, uh, fucking drug, drugs have oh, weird okay. names that don't necessarily always make a ton of sense, So, especially marijuana. So. You guys are fucking weird. All right. <laughs> they got to play the 4 2 three, one. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I gotta, so, so before we give our predictions for this game, score scoreline predictions, my last question is um, – on a on a rating of one Zlatan to ten Zlatans, how upset will Zlatan Ibrahimovic be with the quality of the turf? What's, I mean, ten Zlatans, ten Zlatans. And it won't be nearly that bad, but that's the act. That's the that's show the he will put on. Yeah, especially yeah. if they don't win. Yeah, yeah. It'll be ten Zlatans. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. Ten Zlatans is the I think egregious end of the stick. I think you'll yeah. see. I think you'll see ten Zlatans probably by the thirtieth minute or something. Like, like he'll you know come for a free kick. Yeah, but and if they win, you won't hear. It'll be like. Seven. Oh yeah, you won't, you won't hear. You won't hear shit afterward. Yeah, afterwards, yeah, like but yes, Zlatans. yeah, yeah. He'll just Donald Trump the shit and be like, I, I overcame the tour. I'm the greatest. That was my best accent of his. So what's Nager? Ibrahim of Ibrahim Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Whatever. What's the uh, what's the score gonna be? I think it's either going to be uh, like one, you get one one call. You don't get it either, dude. I think it's. I think it's. Here I, are fifteen scores. It could be. I think it's going to be one one, and we lose in penalties. Or I think we're going to win like four to one. You think we're going to win four you don't to get one? Either one, dude. Yeah. You get one or the other. Pick one. What are we? What's going to happen? Four to one. Blue marijuana. <laughs> it's blue marijuana. I think it's one one. We lose in penalties. One one. We lose in yeah. penalties. Two two. We win in penalties. Uh, zero one, we lose real fast. Uh, I I think we're snake bitten against LA. I think we're intimidated by LA, and yes. uh, I just don't think we'll get it done, even yes. at home. That's fair. It'd be very sad. Heath yes. will keep his job, and it will all <laughs> we'll all go into the off season feeling kind of meh. Yeah, see, see, it'll be like we should look back and feel really good about the year, yeah. but we're all gonna head into the off season feeling like a lot of unfulfilled potential sitting there. Well, that was a really fucking depressing way to wrap that up. Hey, we have we have one more. I actually have a question. I didn't ask for questions, but someone question. asked. Someone oh. asked a question. Um, what do you have to fear if you're LA Galaxy playing Minnesota United? 
I can already feel twins-esque disappointment creeping around my house. This is from our buddy Andy. And, what do and we have Max. to fear? What would what would LA Galaxy have to fear about playing Minnesota? Oh, like, what, like, flip it around. Is is do they fear anything about no. Minnesota? Um, other than um, they do have a really like porous defense, but one of the, you know what you asking that has caused me to reflect on this. We're not known for anything. We've had like a solid yeah. year. But it's not like you look at us and you're just like, you know what? They got shit there, but they're often they got a guy who's going to put 20 in every year, or you know they've got a midfielder who's going to stop everything. It has to be our the spine. They they have to fear breaking down our spine of Vito and Opara and um, Alonzo, two of whom are certified MLS legends. Yeah, uh, they have to look at that and be like, well, if it's you know if Zlatan doesn't do it, we don't have anybody who's doing it. That has to be the fear. I think. I think the, the only the only thing they fear would be if they get it to penalties. I think they they probably think that they are they have the worst goal. They have the, the worst of the two goalkeepers um, in terms of shot stoppers on penalties. I think that is the only thing they fear about. Minnesota. I trust Vito better than <clears throat> I trust Bingham in a penalty yeah. situation. I think, See, I, think, I think we will miss three of them on our own fucking thing. We don't need a goalkeeper to stop us from misses? missing three. If uh, I'd have to decide who. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dotson, um, Quintero has a good track record. I'll, I'll give him that. Toy. Fin- Finley, Finley will miss. Toy, no, Finley will make it. Finley will make it. Finley, no, Finley could make miss. the game winner. All right. Whatever. I think Toy. I think Toy. Toy's a kind of a hothead, and he might just get him get him to his head a little too much and miss. And then uh, he's a guy I, who can. I can see Michael Boxo like stepping up like very confidently and just like and like kicking it right into the keeper. Like he just the keeper dives. Perfectly. Tries to panenka. I would. Yeah. <laughs> the box that all panenka. That would be fucking great. Yes. Just <laughs> instead of t- instead of a box all, you know, instead of changing the name of the panenka to the box all, the one that gets saved is now known as the box, box. car Willie. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! I, I, he's like the least panenka e person I can I know, think of. Yeah. Exactly. That's why. Yeah. I had to go with that. That's a, that's a, why it would be. I don't know if he did that. Chase, it was Chase It'd be Gafford. the most baller fucking thing ever. Yeah. Like he'd live on forever in our memories. Yeah, like the winner. Yeah. <laughs> the game winner. Yeah. It'd be unreal. You'd get a candle at the black card. I'd fucking retire his jersey at the black card. <laughs> Just I did, because he I did, I did joke about the last time of, like, if, if Ramirez got that brace, that we should buy his jersey and hang it at the black card, like, in, in like as, like, a yeah. wall of fame. And, I, and we should. I need to talk to Wes about that. So. We, we Patreon.com backslash the Davis I know to help yeah. purchase We're going to be buying dogma <laughs> rights, buying a jersey of Christian <laughs> from Houston. Bangersonly.com. Bangers URL. We have a lot of investments, a lot of <laughs> irons in the fire here. Inchymagic.com. Inchymagic, yeah. Dot biz slash org. Dot XXX. What else are we doing? Dot XXX, yeah. Inchymagic. Oh, uh, that's it, man. We're uh, we're done. No more questions. Bruce, do you have any questions for... No, <laughs> you probably don't I give, don't. A, I give mean, two fucks what we think. I can talk to you guys all day, but no, don't I don't have questions. anything specifically. No, 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 no. What's... Uh, so, um, we're going to have our... You're not going to be here for this. you got a life, but we're going to have our big season breakdown next week before nice. we head into LA Galaxy. we got that big podcast and stuff. So, But because we have you on the podcast, I'll ask you one question, then we'll yeah, call yeah. it. Um, what what's going to be forget whatever happens in the playoffs what's going to be your takeaway for the season what are you going to remember what what's going to stick with you until you're in the fucking grave the stadium the stadium easily i mean that's that's the most obvious answer is it's so bigger than so much bigger than anything because you know i i was i was numb the first day (laughs) <laughs> Me too. I didn't have any emotions. I didn't have any 
I wasn't excited. I wasn't sad. I wasn't. I was just like so much taken. Yeah, it yeah. was rough, and so it's had to happen as the season went on, and it's continued to build, and it continues to get better with every game. I enjoy it more every single game, mm-hmm. and I know it's a silly, obvious thing to say, but man, oh man, it's, it's been a cool place. It's cool ass place. It's really it's still, cool. You, you kind of even can't believe it that it's still no, a thing. I can't. Yeah, you know, I never and get I used went to it. Yeah. I went to LAFC Stadium this year, and um, ours is better. Yeah, B- B- Bank is a good stadium. It's but a good stadium. Ours but is better. It's got that thing though, where the where the seats are kind of at a at a, a kind of a low trajectory going back, mm-hmm. and then the second deck starts. Yeah, where ours the second deck hangs over the lower one, mm-hmm. and they're both at such steep angles. Mm-hmm. So many people are so much closer to the field. Yeah, yeah. Our, our stadium has a way of feeling um, immense. Yeah, at the same time, as it still feels very intimate. Really, everybody's intimate. just on yeah. top of each other. Yeah. And, yeah. the, and the energy just flows. Now, mm-hmm. I did not see LAFC score in their home stadium. Well, I'm sure it's loud so as I hell. Don't yeah. Know what, but I mean the residual effect of that, the right. carry yeah. on, the because they were stymied the whole game. So I, you know, I never got to feel the real juice. The yeah. juice, yeah. But I, yeah, best stadium, MLS. All right. Really, even better than uh, Red Bull Arena. You've talked about Red Bull a bunch in the last. I know I we've had conversations. Red Bull Arena, yeah, it's it's, awesome. a, it's amazing to me that Red Bull Arena is ten years old now. Yeah, holy yeah. shit! It's a great. That's a great stadium, but huh. I, I mean, I just like ours a lot more. I okay. wish more people. Cool. Yeah, no, up I'm, to yeah, it. I'm not trying to, not trying to push back or anything. I'm just like, yeah, I know you've I talked mean, about Red Bulls. That's where I went every week. I'd feel different. Sure, yeah, sure. Well, and they were doing, uh, you know, they came out with that when not every team had a had a soccer specific stadium no, at not, that point either. Not so. even that. It was just. It's just such a. It's a really good stadium. Yeah. In New York. New Jersey. New yeah, Jersey. Harrison. Yeah, ten, yeah, technically not New York. No. <laughs> but close enough. Um, Neither the Jets or the Giants. So, yeah. You know. Man, I was thinking about New York sports. This is the longest podcast ever. But, like, man, in New York, they have, like, the Jets and the Mets and the Nets. It's like, what the fuck? Like, it, come up with something interesting. I don't know. That was... That was a real Seinfeld commentary. I don't know. Sorry about that. I mean, Pittsburgh, all their team colors are black and yellow, so. That's fine. You can, have, you can have a color vibe, but, like, how about ten team names that don't rhyme? Like Dr. Seuss. Like, if Seattle had, like, the Seahawks, but then their soccer team were called, like, the Peacocks, and then their baseball team were called, like, the, help me out here. Uh, well, what the if they were the Seahawks? Sheacocks. The Seahawks, the She-Wolves, and the Sea Hags. I, I buy the shit out of some Sea Hags merch. <laughs> <laughs> you give me some Sea Hags shit, I will buy it. Uh, Anyways, I, I think I think we've yeah. talked for long enough. We got to wrap this hey, up, yeah, man. What, what have we up. forgotten about? Uh, you can always find us at uh, davesiknow.com. Uh, rate and review our shit, uh, please. Thank you. You can find me at Texas LR Barton at Offensive Loons. Bruce is always at Dunord on the uh, on the Twitter machines. Yeah. Uh, occasionally posts some you know weird uh, selfie pics on Instagram. I haven't, I haven't seen your. Instagram in a are while. You in- so. Are you on Instagram? I have a good Instagram. Yeah. I do. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. So follow Bruce on Instagram. I don't Bruce have Bruce Dunord. Bruce Dunord. Oh, it's Bruce not just Dunord. Dunord. Okay. Yeah. No, Bruce I Dunord. I couldn't get that on Instagram. Ah, fair enough. Fair you enough. Yeah, buy, probably, buy it off. Actually, probably the Dunord Spirits or whatever in Minneapolis probably has that or something. So, okay. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Um, we will uh, we'll be back next week. Oh, you want to talk about Tifa at all? 
Oh yeah, let's bury Tifo here in the fucking. No, I don't. There's going to be a there's going to be a playoff Tifo, nice. assuming people show up to make it. Okay, so uh, if you uh, so if you sign you're up to make if you're it. still here, sign up to play make playoff Tifo. Yeah, for uh, the three listeners that are still sign up side F, uh, your Twitter handle right Offen- at offensive loons. Offensive loons, yeah. Okay, That's a good yeah, do that. Sign up for it. Tifo. Yeah, or else I'm. <laughs> I spent like forty hours a week during Tifo build time on Tifo. I'd love to not do that. <laughs> so if you could help me with that, that'd be great. Anyways, hey. We are really grateful to have you on yeah, here. Thanks thank for you, coming Bruce. on. You're welcome. We I hope really you'll enjoy pay us a bunch of money s- uh, someday to come on again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe on Thursday. Maybe on Thursday. All right, been good to have you. We are the Dave's. You know, this has been the Dave's. I know. Thing, Long as you do yours, land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.